This episode is powered by Safety FM. Welcome to the Safety Consultant Podcast. I'm your host, Sheldon Primus. This is the podcast where I teach you the business of being a safety consultant. So this week we're going to finish our talk with Kathy Trahan with the Alliance Safety Council. Uh, Kathy was telling us about how she became the president and CEO of the Alliance Safety Council, her path. She also talked to us a little bit about her vision and being one of the, the people who truly have a passion for our industry, and she does. She has a big passion for our industry, and therefore, it shows in what she does. So this week, we we're going to talk a little bit more about her journey and when she did start coming into the alliance and, and uh, asserting herself as the president and CEO, and we were talking a little bit about the culture. Uh, they use a special program for their culture. And I just truly, truly love what I see from them and always have been impressed by the way that they not only have quality technology, they also treat people not like grunts coming in to do, you know, a permit required confined space class or something. You get in there and you feel like one of those board members because the facility, all of their facilities look great and they always treat you in such a way that you feel like you're getting quality training. And then we also just pretty much covered a few things. I I may have uh, tipped my hand with my, my bias as to women-run organization, and a lot of the executives in that area in, in uh, Alliance are uh, women and, uh, and people of color as far as, you know, just the diversity that I've seen with uh, just across the board. I really love it. So we talked a little bit about that as well and then talked about cost program. I'd be remiss not to mention that, the Certified Occupational Safety Specialist Program where I was an instructor. So just go ahead, hang on. And uh, after a word from the sponsor, we are going to continue our conversation with Kathy Trahan of the Alliance Safety Council. want to be a safety consultant? Listen to Dr. J. Allen of Safety FM give his experience after taking the Safety Consultant Blueprint course. I have actually done research on different consultants and looked at different consulting courses and so on. There is a pretty fancy, very expensive consulting course that is out there. I have actually purchased the consulting course, was interested. It has good information. Don't get me wrong. But you have a consulting course that really drives people on to focusing on safety and how to become a safety consultant. I will tell you on your particular course, there was better information in that particular regards than the other consulting course that was more of a generalist form. But I figured I felt like I got more information out of yours on you giving people direct 
path on what to do step by step. But I really think that you have a genuine good product there that can really assist people if they're interested in becoming a safety consultant. Register for the Safety Consultant Blueprint at www.safetyconsultantblueprint.com. Enter code PODCAST for a special discount. The organization has so many courses out there. How many of those did you develop? How many of those did you guys partner? I don't, I don't know the exact number. The majority of the courses, the majority of the courses we developed in house. We have a very talented uh, content development team. We have recently, uh, because our contractor members need more training than just safety. Uh, we have expanded to offer some soft skills training because that's one of the things they said is, you know, they get to the front line and maybe they were your peer one day and the next day they're leading the team. So we developed some of those safety courses uh, in order to help those folks make that jump and make that transition from being part of the team to leading the team around safety. But we also realized a lot of folks said, you know, we really need them to have some soft skills. So we've developed courses around that as well. We're now realized that, I mean, if you look at the broad spectrum of training that a construction company needs, our contractors, how can we do more for our members? Well, they may need, you know, some HR type training. They may need project management training. So they, they may need, you know, presentation skills. So we're trying to broaden our offerings. Mm-hmm. Uh, we believe that not only is an educated workforce a safe workforce, but we believe that we have more to offer uh, than just the safety training. Although it is at the core of everything we do, we found that other organizations out there, for instance, PQF companies, they're starting to offer safety training that is nowhere near the quality that we offer. It doesn't have the tracking that we have. It's not legally defensible. It could be anything from a quick video, no test, to a piece of paper that you read. And we are so much more, you know, uh, structured than that. And we've got the backs not only of the contractors, but of the facilities because we're offering the, the content in the context of the industry. We're capturing their signature, their picture. We're verifying it's them that's actually taking it. We're bookmarking everything. We're verifying it. We can remediate them to 100%. There's just so much that we can do to make the integrity of that safety training what it needs to be. And uh, it's really upsetting when I see people just try to check off the box, you know, for safety. And I get that a lot as a consultant and uh, truly... I get the calls because I'm still, you know, an active consultant and as a, you know, contract trainer, you're one of my clients and the AKA, you're my boss. <laughs> so uh, as uh, when I do see people that call me in for consulting work and I get the feeling like even in the first meeting that, yeah, they want me here only because an insurance company forced them or only because it's an abatement on the, on the OSHA citation, you know, that they have to you know, involve some training. So truly, I get there and they're looking for the minimum. What, what's the minimum time you could do this? Uh, well, can you do a 10 hour? Can we do that in one day? <laughs> like, what, no. no, you can't do that. And truly, uh, when I when I walked into your facility, like one of the first times, you guys are, for those of you that don't know, and, and if you've listened to my show uh, as, a, as an audience member, you know that you could pick any episode and you're going to hear me talk about costs. <laughs> Just 
any episode. They got what, 84 episodes, 85 episodes, and just about any episode you can hear me talk about cost. So Kathy says from the Alliance Safety Council, they started with the cost program, which is certified occupational safety specialist. They got a management course out there, which is a certificate of occupational safety manager. And then now they have uh, they transitioned a course that used to be called Safe Supervisor, and now it's the SAF. And what's the SAF stand for again? Uh, safety Awareness Fundamentals, but we did Safe Frontline. Safe so, front. you know, that that Frontline Supervisor is the linchpin. They actually set the culture Absolutely. of safety in the field. And Absolutely. so that's just an incredibly important role. Yeah. So, you know, the cost program gives uh, the safety practitioner the information, the tools, the understanding of reading the CFRs, how to look them up, how to assess the hazards at a work site. So it gives them all the tools they need to do to go Monday morning, assess their own safety environment, look at their records, what what should they be looking for, and then um, gives them that morning Monday morning checklist to go back, assess where they are, and start implementing some of the things that they learn you know, in the class. And, and it's a tough well, class. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you're an awesome teacher. We we get so many great reviews. I read all the instructor reviews and we get so many great reviews about how engaged you are and how you engage the students. So a really good instructor can make a difficult or even like math, a boring subject, <laughs> really interesting. But, um, you know, we focus on our instructors because that experience for the student is just so important. Do you so choose we want our, we want them to be able to help. Woody, as, as someone who is in that hiring stage, when you get uh, someone who's coming into your office, coming into your desk as a consultant, or even someone who is doing part-time training and they're still working at their company, what's some of the attributes you're looking for uh, to say, this is a good trainer? Uh, and you may not get to see it right away. That's why your process is step by step by step. And they have to go through even uh, if you're going to be a cost instructor and a cost M instructor, you have to be underneath somebody and you take half the class with them at one point and then you're taking the whole class and someone's sitting there monitoring you. So you get to see that. So within all that process, how do you uh, point uh, like like separate the chaff from the wheat? Because I know you probably have a whole bunch of people trying to get in your organization. So so what is some of that thought process that you guys have? So just because somebody can do something doesn't necessarily mean they can teach it. I mean, it's a special skill set and you have to have a passion for it. So student engagement is uh, something that we look for. We are willing to work with folks and, and do, you know, uh, we have the course where we help them uh, with teaching the course, making sure they're sticking to the objectives, making sure that they're that's engaging. What we don't want to see is it's okay to to tie your life experiences back to make a point, but to to get off on a war story where you don't cover the objectives is not what people are signing up for. So we want to make sure that they cover the objectives, that um, there's integrity within not just the uh, testing, but you know, they're going to do presentation. We're trying to provide a well-rounded background for being that spokesperson in the facility as promoting the culture of safety within that facility. So we're looking for the same thing that anyone looks for in a teacher. We're looking for them to be there on time, 
Uh, we're looking for them to be engaged, to care about the student, uh, low ego. We want them, the focus to be on the student, uh, not just pontificator that's going to be up there and tell you all the, the great things they do. We really want them to connect with the students and to care about their success. And we can work with them on uh, learning how to teach that specific course and you know, the, the textbooks and what to read, but mm-hmm. teaching is something you really have to, to care about the students and you have to be present yeah. and you have to help them through. Um, a lot of people have never been taught how to learn or how to study. And so we get people from all walks of life. And mm-hmm. so, so it, you know, there needs to be tips and, you know, how do you, how do you memorize things? How do you, uh, so there's the whole broad spectrum of a successful student. I have a book when I went back to college because I'd been out for 10 years and it was called Getting Straight A's. And it was really a great book to tell you about how to study. Yeah. And I give it to every student that's going back to college when they start. I'm like, if you follow this book, I know it's a little dated, but it's tried and true methods. Yeah, and this yeah. is how you know, you study and this is how you make straight A's, whether you're a non-traditional student or, you know, going straight from high school on. Oh man, that's excellent. And another thing I really love about your organization, so I don't know if this is a, you know, PC or not, but for, for me, I love that there's so much diversity in your management structure and a top, a lot of your top level is uh, minority or women uh, run. And I love it. I just see so many organizations that I go to and, and personally, sometimes I get hired by insurance companies to go into organizations and I assess organizations for them as well. So. I'm coming in anytime I come into your facility, any of them, and I've only been to the two so far I haven't got, which was the Gonzalez and uh, Baton Rouge. And I walk in, I'm looking at this technology that is perfect. It's the perfect training location as far as an instructor goes. Everything I need is already been thought of. Uh, the structure of who I talk to and the management side, the culture goes through to the person that's signing me in and now with COVID, you know, the person that's taking my screening and my temperature, you guys put outside of the building actual places to wash your hands with a sign that says, you know, wash your hands before you come in. You do the screening, you give me a nice little button with a color code for the day. And that just seems to me, and I don't know if it's one uh, because it's woman run. <laughs> I don't want to put it that way, but yes, I, I don't know. I feel comfort in it and I really like it. So what is that that I'm feeling? What's that culture? Even when you guys, I don't know if you're still doing it, but uh, when I had to start my class, whenever I'm teaching there, I, uh, you have a, a culture statement that you have the instructors go through for, for that day, basically. What, what is the driver for that culture and how, how can we put that in a bottle? <laughs> I, need, I need everyone to do what you're doing. Yeah, so... We run our organization with a management process called EOS, Entrepreneurial Operating System. And so it's structured, but not so structured. Like I'm a visionary and I don't like a lot of conformity. I don't like a lot of, you know, I like a lot of autonomy. And um, I'm actually a very high risk person. So on some of the safety profiles, I don't score very well. But what we do is we create 
what's called a C job profile that says these are the traits that we need for someone to be happy long term in this particular role. And uh, we, when we take in applications, we have them take that test and we compare them. We want someone who's about a 68% fit to that role. So um, I think that our diversity is reflective of actually the population of the Baton Rouge area. So um, the number of applicants that we get, it's about getting the best applicant. It is about them uh, attitude more than skill set. I will hire and file for attitude over skill set. We can teach you the skills, but the attitude is something that you're bringing in there with you. And honest, quite honestly, I don't have time to fix you and fix your attitude. If you come in with a bad attitude, you can go right back out with a bad attitude because um, our, our work is too important. And every, the front, when people walk in, that is their first and sometimes their only interaction with Alliance Safety Council. So that has to be a stellar experience. So we want the building, the people, everything that they do to be a reflection of the industry's commitment to safety in this area. So that's why we go the extra mile and uh, you know work to make sure we want to stay open and we want to train as many people as we can because we know we're standing between them and providing for their families on a daily basis. Yeah. So we're about efficiency and, and getting that done. So anything that is going to promote that they have a great experience while they're here, that they feel safe coming in here for the training, that they feel welcome, uh, that they feel honored for the hard work that they do, uh, that they feel the industry's commitment. We're the first, sometimes the first interaction that they have with our local, you know, 75 to 85 facilities. And we do manage the site orientation for more than 200 facilities across the Gulf Coast. And uh, so even though we only... That just speaks about how great our content team and our platform is, is that, and we're constantly working on improving all of it. So we're getting into AR and VR and other fun things. Um, you know, we've been looking at uh, the um, scissor lifts that uh, oh, yeah, are virtual. Yeah, and love that. so we're excited about, you know, the future of training. When I came 15 years ago, I said, I want to see a hologram in the middle of the room, taking apart equipment, putting it back together, going through it. And uh, this past week, they sent me a link where someone actually had a hologram of themselves doing some things. I'm like, we're there, we're there. Oh, awesome. And if anyone's going to get it, you will, because you you have that kind of dedication, commitment. Uh, you have a board too, right? I sure do. I have a great board. How do they, uh, like, a, like for, for some of the things that you bring to them, do you ever get that like eye roll and says, oh, Kathy, what are you doing to us? <laughs> How are we going to make this happen? And you're you're bringing this stuff to them because truly the things you do as an association uh you're visionary because most people what they do when they see what the so-called grunts are or the people who are the working uh backbone of the society they'll put them in a dirty uh little you know one break room that looks horrible or or something that is less than and then when the executives or board members come they go into a nice little you know fancy boardroom and they get ushered away from everyone else the, you know the peons but what you're doing is like you're making that experience for everybody not just the board member when they come through an alliance event if it's physically at your location or if it's one of your member partners around the world uh, then truly that you're you're giving that person the feeling like I'm not just a grunt today. I'm getting quality education 
So when you talk to your board about some of the expectations that you probably even have for them, how does how is that received? Well, it's been a process over the years. Um, we have an awesome board. They are completely supportive of our growth-oriented mentality. Uh, they there's nothing that motivates like success and results. So fortunately, we've been able to show consistent success and uh, growth every year, year over year for 15 years until COVID hit in March, yeah. where you know we took a, a considerable dip, but we're on the road to recovery and expect a full recovery by the end of 2022. But we're we're gonna. We're going to get halfway there by the end of next year. It's just a function of the economy. And uh, fortunately, we had been so successful over time that we have healthy reserves so that we're in a position to weather, uh, you know, part of business continuity plan. That was part of the business continuity plan was to make sure that we've got healthy reserves. So we've been working on that for years. Um, so, you know, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure where we've been preparing for a very long time. But the way that our board works is that a lot of safety councils across the country have an all-contractor board or an all-owner board. Our board is a board that has diverse experience. They're like a mastermind group. I don't know if you've ever read Napoleon Hill's, uh, you know, Think think and Grow Rich, (laughs) but he talks about a mastermind group. Yeah. And that mastermind group, you get diverse experiences. So we have someone from a mobile com company, an insurance company, a CFO of one of our construction organizations. Two of them are actually teachers and here. And uh, they actually, you know, give us feedback. We've had several of our board members after coming off the board come to work for us. And so they, they want to come to work for us. So um, our board has been very supportive and um, very enabling and empowering. Uh, that's not always the case. Sometimes people get on a board to, you know, exert their power or authority. Mm-hmm. Our board doesn't have an ego. They are awesome. They are about what the members need. Some of them come from that industry, so they get it. They understand that. Um, they are willing to give us the latitude to, to fail, to try new things, to, um, you know, continue to grow. So it has everything to do with how successful we are. Having a different board, we would not be able uh, to do and try all the things uh, that we have. I mean, they're patient, uh, they're supportive, and we've been able to uh, continually show them that we deserve that support. And um, so it, it, it makes all the difference in the world. They're volunteers, but they're more diverse than you would normally see in a safety council board. So we've got them from different uh, walks of life, engineering companies, others, not just your contractors. Excellent. Um, we do have contractors too, but it's, <laughs> just not, it's not that one group thing. Yeah. That's excellent. I want to be respectful of your time because I know I'm grabbing away the CEO and the the president, the person that, that makes things happen. So uh, how would you suggest, and I'll make this our last question, unless you have time, it's up to you. But uh, how would you suggest someone who is a consultant? And one of the things I even wrote in my book earlier was that best way to help grow your company instead of you trying to 
to build the pipeline to all of your customers one individual at a time is to partner with an association that already has your target market. And then therefore, if you partner with them in the best way you can and then deliver for them, uh, that that might be a good way for you to grow your business, if you will. So as person on the other end of that, where you're the one looking for partnering with people or people just come to you, uh, what do you suggest? What's good tips that would get a consultant or a trainer noticed by an association, their local association, wherever they are in the world? Well, teaching is one way. Um, the other thing that they can do is learn what is available as far as uh, performance support tools. What, what do we have here that can help them shine in their job? So, you know, we've got lots of, of um, pay-per-view courses. So you can create and purchase just what you need. Or if you see a need on hand injuries or you see a trend in your facility, we have tools, performance support tools that'll help you um, collect statistics quickly on what's going on. But the, the biggest thing is you've got, as a safety professional, you have to have the trust and you have to work to engage and marshal the knowledge in the field and the resources. You don't want to be seen as enforcement. Mm -hmm. You want to be seen as, as someone that is there to make you wildly successful at what you do and um, that they're there for, for your benefit and that they want you um, to hang on to that hand so that you can hold your daughter's, um, you know, your first grandbaby's fingers and so that you can walk them down the aisle and there's all these great life events. You want to you protect your eyes so that you can see your children grow up. So there's just so much that um, a consultant can do when they come in and um, create an, uh, not just a caring environment, but a professional environment that says, you know, we are going to do the right thing. If you're looking for somebody that's going to cut corners and check off the box, I'm not the person for you. Those are a dime a dozen. But if you really care and you really want to make a difference, then talk to us about other tools and other things that we have that can support you on your journey as a safety professional, because there's a lot. We've developed new technologies around gate check applications and around, you know, um, badging and, and um, the tools to tell, immediately tell you for, you know, where muster points, where people are and where they're located. And so we've got all kinds of tools to help make your job easier. You just need to ask. Uh, some people just don't know what to ask. So just spend some, a little bit of time soaking in what's available out there and share with us what your concerns and your problems are. Join the cost community online and LinkedIn and share those ideas, pitch things to the group, uh, the powers in the community. So uh, we'll do everything we can to support and to help. But you have to have that mindset about, you know, looking for solutions. Just like when I told Catherine Coy, hey, that's what I want to be when I grow up. If you don't speak it and you don't let people, nobody expects you to know everything and have all the answers. But if you speak it and, and you let people know that you're looking for something and it's top of mind, you're going to find it. You're going to see it. It's like when you get ready to buy a car, all of a sudden you see it everywhere. You have to be really clear about what support you're looking for and you'll find it. Excellent. Uh, is there anything you want to share? Any um, uh, How do people reach out to you? How do people take classes at the Alliance? And I know you are a 
uh, OSHA training center as well, and you do all the numbered cl- uh, courses. So uh, sure. how, how do you, how do we get to you? Okay. Well, um, you of course can go either to the cost website, um, uh, cost.net. You can go to the Alliance safety council.org. Uh, you can call us. There's uh, the information online. Uh, you can reach out to us here. Uh, I'm happy on the podcast. If you share our email, uh, you know, my email and, uh, we can, we have a info box where they can get information. We can share those kinds of resources, but, uh, we have people for our facility from all over the country. We have a lot of best practices here. Please use us, come here, make yourself familiar with what's available. Uh, schedule a tour. We have plenty of account managers here that will take you on a tour, show you everything so that when later you need it, you say, oh, I know I can get that at Alliance because we want to hear what you need because that's important. Get on a committee that's reviewing some of our uh, performance support tools for, for safety in the plant and learn about that. Uh, we have a design thinking specialist that can help you solve really difficult problems. We have a lot of our clients that utilize that on how do we, uh, Entergy actually came in and ran a whole design thinking on how to uh, facilitate permeating their safety culture across the entire organization. So oh. it's amazing what's available and what's possible. And the one thing I hear from people when they leave here is we had no idea y'all did all this. And so we have to do a better job of getting the word out of what's available. But the, there's also the onus is also on the safety professional to be looking for best practices as well. So we're happy to engage them on that level. Wow. Well, you're getting the word out one podcast at a time. Here you go. <laughs> Thank you so much for mentioning costs all the time. We sure appreciate it. We love having you as an instructor. Uh, we just hear so many things. So we're blessed to have you. Uh, not only promoting us on your podcast, but to be a part of the Alliance family. Thank you so much, Sheldon. No, no, thank you so much for for having me. You guys taught me. I don't know if you ever heard this story, but uh, when I was first coming through the process, I was actually, uh, Diana was still there at the time, and I was doing my first solo teach right there in Baton Rouge. Uh, Diana comes in to sit in the back and she's uh, evaluating me. And I was doing one of the sections on walking and working surface. Kathy, I put her to sleep. <laughs> she literally was dozing off as she was evaluating me. And uh, ended up, uh, we came to an agreement that says, you know, hey, let's do this again. I think you need a little bit more help. And at that time, my mindset switched to, I'm not going to just be here just to spout out regulations. I want to be here and have a conversation with someone who is a friend and they have to get the information I'm giving them, but I want to receive information and I change my approach and my teaching style at that moment because I needed to come back. I believe it was a uh, the following month or yeah. something. I wasn't going to bring that up, but since you did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you remember that. But you've made a world of progress. Yes, I read every evaluation. You really do. But, but no, you've made a, a tremendous, uh, it, you know, progress. And But people have to be open to that. Not everybody is open to that. So yeah. that just speaks worlds of, uh, about your mindset and your personality, about continuous improvement and 
you know, I, the way that I feel like is I'm a mouse in a maze. If I hit a wall, I'm going to go another way and figure it out and then keep on going. That's so, right. Uh, and that's I like that perseverance. Today. I like that's, that perseverance. That's, that's, awesome. that's a great Thank you. philosophy. Thank you. Thank you. I needed that. And that's my teaching style today. You guys gave me that and I appreciate it, Kathy. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, take care and good luck. And look forward to talking to you again soon. Yes, you too. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Okay, Sheldon. Take care. Welcome back. So that was my episode with Kathy Trahan. If you hadn't listened to Monday's episode, uh, please go ahead and listen to Monday's episode. So now you've got Kathy from Monday and here today, Thursday, if you're listening to me the day of when this uh, this podcast was released. If not, you're listening to me a little bit later, so you may have caught on to me from a friend or someone else. So I want to welcome you. Or you just didn't have time on Thursday. You said, oh, can I check out my buddy Sheldon later on? I'm good with that as well. Uh, the only way you could do that is if you subscribe to the podcast. So wherever you're listening to me right now, whatever service it is, just go ahead and hit the subscribe button. And uh, what that does is as I do these episodes, sometimes I do two a week, sometimes I only do one a week. Uh, I like if we're doing interviews to kind of keep them in the same week so that you don't have to wait so long to hear the ending. You get some closure within the week. So that's what I've been doing. So go ahead and whatever you're listening to uh, me on, just go ahead and hit that subscribe button so that you can know when I'm doing a, a freebie episode just out of the blue. And then another thing, if you could share this podcast with someone, go ahead and do that. Uh, I also have this podcast on my website, which is SheldonPrimus.com. So you could just, you can't remember the name of the podcast or how to get to it, just go to SheldonPrimus.com. You could remember my name, right? So go ahead and say SheldonPrimus.com. You got to listen to this guy. That's where his podcast is. And that's where you can listen to me. If you want to have me show up at your site and I could do, I'm still an active safety consultant and I am global. So don't worry if you're out of the country, my country is the U.S. That's right. Just go to SheldonPrimus.com backslash booking. And then that's the way you could uh, to reach me. So I think I covered everything. Uh, oh, yeah. I forgot. On SheldonPrimus.com backslash event, I am actually doing a three-day incident causation and investigation, and I'm doing the thing that most people don't do. I am actually going to be talking about behavior-based safety and human and organization performance as part of understanding the background to truly incidents, their causations, but then also talking about remediation and what do you do after you break down and you get your root causes. And we'll talk about all the root cause factors. Well, not all, but we'll give you some ideas on how to break that stuff down. And then also we'll talk about truly a lot of things that has to do with how this thing, this accident happened in the first place. So that's going to be uh, my, my session. So you go to SheldonPrimus.com backslash events. So whenever you get to the page there, you're going to be able to get yourself some tickets. And uh, it is going to be, let's see, 
uh, and events is with the S. So sheldonprimes.com backslash E-V-E-N-T-S. And the actual event, three days, is going to start on November 17th. So the 17th, 18th, and 19th is when we're going to do this. It's going to be 9 a.m. Eastern time because I'm on the Eastern time uh, right now. And then we're going to end it each day right around 2 p.m. and we'll break in a little lunch in there as well. So uh, just plan on doing that. And each day we're truly going to go through, you know, Talk about psychology, talk about behavioral types, talk about observation and feedbacks to wrap up the behavioral side and the human organization performance. We'll talk about the principles of HOP and learning teams a little, and we'll really get into depth about cases, how to figure this thing out so it doesn't happen again and we can learn from it. And it's going to be one of those type of uh, losses that is, you know, sad that it's happened, but we learned something from it. So that's the key. And then we'll work that into your management safety system, right? Everyone needs that management safety system. And I'll end everything with my steps to safety culture. All right. So there you go. That is what's happening. Go to sheldonprimus.com backslash events. And you can still uh, sign up for this one. It's a three-day event. And we're just going to really you know, get, get down to this topic, learning. So let's go into the tip of the week. So the tip of the week, and I'm going to kind of include this in my story, which I told at the very end of this episode about how when I was going to become a cost instructor, I just, it was a dud. It was, it was like the dud of all duds. So, uh, so truly in those cases, I decided that if I can get them to have me come back, and they did, I'm going to do this thing differently. So I created my own uh, teaching style, if you will. I give you some tips on that back in episode 24. So if you want to listen to my tips on speaking, go back to episode 24, listen to that one, and you'll get the tips to speaking. But the true thing that I really wanted to, to talk to you guys about was the willingness to change. So if you're ever going to do well in this industry, especially since you are your own boss, especially since you are your own marketing team, your own everything, when you see that something's not working, you need to pivot as quickly as possible. Um, I think Jenny Blake is the name of an author, and the author was Pivot, uh, and she pretty much wrote about her life story and when it was time to change from one thing to the next, that process for her to pivot out of what she was doing, reinvent herself, and now she's doing well. Great book. Uh, go ahead and read that one. But it was important for me, in order for me to stay and, uh, and to be successful as an instructor, to actually pivot from my learning, from my teaching style and then to be able to create a style that now I have embraced, my students learn, I have fun, my students have fun, but I had to 
not be cocky. That's, that's a good, good way of thinking of it. Had to evaluate myself. Had to really think of what my outcome would be. And then also I needed to, to say, how can I get there? What's my process? There's the steps. What do I need to do? And my mindset changed, but the willingness to change was it. So the best way I could say for you to get the willingness to change is to just do it. <laughs> Kind of productive is right. You need to willingness to change, and how you can do it, change. Uh, so that's really the truth. You just have to be willing to do it. Uh, I would talk to whoever your 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 spouse is, your partner, and get them to help you. They'll tell you the good and the bad in whatever you're doing, and you know, be honest with them. Tell them you want some help. Uh, be honest with your students, and sometimes, a lot of times, I actually say to my students, "Hey." I know that I might be going like alms or, or you know that or, or something. One of those, one of those things you throw in when you, you need to take a breath and pause. I used to do that a lot and I probably still do. And I edit my own cell phone or podcast. So sometimes you guys don't even hear the things that I do because I'll edit it out. But truly once I asked students to help me, it got me more aware. They had fun. I had fun. <laughs> And uh, no one's been, you know, bad about it and been pretty evil with me. See, there is. I said, no, you know, a couple of times in that conversation. So now it's going to be stuck in my head. And the rest of this tip of the week, I'm going to keep saying, you know, <laughs> you don't know. So that's what I mean. Something like that. And then the willingness to address that and change it is the, the other part of that. So it's a big step. So this is what I am talking about. Hold on. I've been hitting too many buttons here. That's the button I need to hit. I love this roadcaster. I might have to do a whole episode on this roadcaster. I can hit buttons and have music and everything. That was just a button overload. Sorry about that. All right. So you hear my theme song, Bruce Lee. One of my own songs. If you actually want to get my music, go ahead and go to sheldonprimus.com backslash music. And I believe that's where it is. So you could download any of the songs that you hear. That uh, Most all the songs that you hear are mine, except the one song that is underneath when I interview someone. I got that one from my buddy Jay Allen, and I loved it. I'm probably going to write one similar to that so I could switch it out and put my own song in it but all the other music you hear even the commercials are coming from me uh, that's that's my other hobby uh, doing production music so if you ever want it go for sheldonprimers.com and uh, I believe it's backslash music or shops you can shop for the music and download it so you can jam with me jam with my jams so anyway have a wonderful rest of your week pivot when you need to uh, be willing to uh if you have a chance, you need to go to the Alliance Safety Council, uh, alliancesafetycouncil.org, sign up for one of their classes or Mid-South OTI, and become one of the Mid-South instructors like myself. You know, you can be uh, instructing buddies. We'll be from the same family of uh, OSHA OTI. And uh, if you can, again, subscribe to me, and I'll be happy to help you through this journey of being a safety consultant. Go get them. This episode has been powered by Safety FM.